Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Progressive Britain podcast. This is the review show for the Pride Special with guests Peter Kyle MP, Greg Owen and Katie Curtis. I'm Progress Deputy Editor Connor Pope and I'm joined by Director Richard Angel and Deputy Director Stephanie Lloyd, who is also Treasurer of LGBT Labour. London Pride takes place on Saturday, tomorrow. (laughs) Gay Christmas. One of many. (laughs) As well as Eurovision. You've got so many Christmases. We like a celebration. What are your plans uh, for for the protest? So we're going to both be with LGBT Labour. So one of the things I do in my spare time is kind of organising for lots of that. So yeah, we're going to be really close to the front of the march this year, which is very exciting. Brilliant. But the way that the the way that the march works is that it's wristbanded. So we only get a certain amount of allocations, which mm. are already gone. But we always love people to kind of come along or like cheer us on from the sidelines or come see us or afterwards and things. Which or, or sneak in, did you say? I didn't say that, Connor, and it would be inappropriate for somebody from LGBT Labour to say that. We did not say that. But yeah, no, so it's going to be, it's going to be an absolutely amazing day and we've got lots of stuff to give out. We've got all our famous Never Kissed a Tory merch that people absolutely love. So we're going to be doing that and then obviously immediately watching the football afterwards because it's coming home. <laughs> Steph's even booked a table so she'd be at the front. So as soon as she gets <laughs> off the march, she can go and mm-hmm. uh, get her fill of football. I'll be along with Elsha Labour. I go uh, most years. I've been all around the country with Elsha Labour doing prides. We went to Doncaster Pride one year, which was a little... Um, uh, hair-raising because there was a serious counter-demo, uh, which is amazing. And actually, in the 2010 leadership election, we did Manchester Pride and Ed Miliband joined us. And it was interesting because it wasn't Ed's natural territory to be amongst drag queens and people in glitter. <laughs> um, and we went and Manchester along. Pride is so extra as well. I love it. It's it was. One of my And there favorites. was a little counter-protest. And it really, really got under Ed's skin. He was really like, oh my God, this is awful. Like, what's happening? And it was really interesting talking to him about it because mm. I was like, yeah, but it gets smaller every year. Oh, yeah, there's always that and little people... spot as you walk past. And, and in London, like, You're there's evil. one. It's and like... in London, I did, we didn't do this to the middle of Amazon there because it might have been awkward. But in London, people just snog in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good fun. Best bit. And uh, it's best bit. Um, I have a friend that we snog every year. We only snog at Pride. It's lovely. I'd, and um, I'd not, not realised that there was these uh, cancer press. Even in London, you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. Where, where, yeah. Whereabouts in, in, in the London mall? Where we met for the 
EU rally. So on the corner oh, okay. of Pall Mall, they have a little like corn area. Yeah, they area. get a little corner. And, then and like, it's like, Jesus doesn't love you kind of stickers. God hates fags. You're like, yeah, that sure. One. Ridiculous. Um, but, yeah. but, so the- but it's so funny to wind them up though. And literally by that point as well, quite a lot of people have normally had, I would say a few beverages on the way. There is a really <laughs> long time often, particularly if you're at the back of the bar. Which we were last <laughs> year. Which we were last year. Or the year before we were even further back. But you literally have to wait like three hours, but you have to be there but you have to wait like three hours before you actually start marching. So like every single like shop around it basically just gets cleared out of all of the and things bring your in Bring sunscreen. Tins. Bring your sunscreen. Oh, I'm going to burn. I've got my, <gasps> I have though, I've got the most extra gay wings that I'm wearing <laughs> because I don't think I go in. They're not going to stop you getting tanned though. No, but I'll still look fabulous, even if I burn. <laughs> even if you're burned, even if fabulous. I burn. The and people, if I get bored, I just make someone else carry me. The people the people behind <laughs> stuff might not be getting burnt because they'll be in the shade, yeah. obviously. <laughs> of the How wing. big do you think these are? <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining something enormous. I'll be honest. But so so the, the march itself is ticketed, but obviously it kind of it takes over all of central London, all of central really. London, I, I, you yeah. know, on the occasions that I've been, I've not been on the march, but I have been to, you know, the bars and so on. Eliza, welcome. Yeah, well, it's, it's great fun. I, I've it always loved, fun. Enjoyed, enjoyed it. Um, what is most amazing, actually, is when you see two things, when people bring kids yeah. and mm. you see families saying to the kids, this is okay, this is good. Like your brother might be in there, your uncle, your auntie, your, your genderqueer cousin, whatever it might be. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. And kids being there is a really, really lovely part of it. And the other thing is when you see that beaming face of somebody who next year wants to be in the march and you know they're not quite there and it was a nice part about the podcast this week pete kyle talking about his journey from not going to get to watching and wanting to be in the march and a year later being in the march and how it changed his process of like no i'm okay with this actually and it's a really positive thing about pride it took like six seven years since i came out when i came out before i actually went on a pride march like it just wasn't a thing that i ever really entertained and then i went on it and got literally all of the bug but now I go on all of them yeah. all of the admin now you know, a, close, a close member of my family is uh, 18 went on her first pride last year she only came out about a year ago and she was 18 and uh, and her sister took her took her along um, as her first one you know as, as an out lesbian which she was really excited about because growing up as well you, you know especially if you're not in a big city mm. it can actually you don't know that many LGBT people growing up well, actually well lots of my teenage years to go was meet people with them. consumed by thoughts about how I hide it so the concept of going somewhere to be like, well, I am here, was actually really alien. Even, and you know, I'm very confident. I came out quite early, you know, so it is really alien. So if, you, if, if this is the first year for you and you're thinking about standing in the crowd, feel free to come and join us because you'll love it. Anyway, so you, you talked a lot about um, prep on this week's um, episode of the podcast. It's obviously a really big issue for uh, gay men um, at the moment. Um, what kind of responses did you get to the show? Well, firstly, I think it's amazing that Greg Owen did it, not least his schedule recently because of the BBC documentary, The People Versus the NHS, Who, Who Gets the Drugs, has been a real success. So he's been all over all kinds of channels. So it was great to have him on the Progressive Britain podcast. And he's a bit of a hero for lots of gay men. He's literally, um, and I actually, saving people's lives is true, not because HIV is a killer. It's a very different kind of illness to have these days than it was in the 80s because there is treatment and treatment that doesn't have some of the terrible side effects that it would have had in even the very, very recent past. But because the mental health impacts that go with it, the stigma, we only touched on that briefly uh, in the podcast. And we do know people who, when they get the news that they've become HIV positive, go and do 
really traumatic things to themselves in that moment. So Greg giving people the ability to stop themselves uh, contracting HIV is amazing. And um, I know lots of my friends informally, his name will come up. We'll talk about him because he has changed it. And he's changed it in such a small period of time. You know, this wasn't something the Labour government even knew. Prep wasn't about when we were last in government. This is all on this government's watch. And I think they're failing pretty strongly on it. But what's I've had some amazing feedback. One, just the fact we're talking about it, because, you know, if, if this was a drug for almost any other group in society, it feels, and certainly if it affected straight white men, this would be well and truly um, sorted by now. The NHS wouldn't have lost two court cases on it and still be dragging its um, heels. Greg disclosed on the podcast, which was pretty amazing, that he knows of two people who've been turned away from the NHS England trial because it is so-called full that have contracted HIV since. And that was a pretty... Uh, real moment you know when people say politics doesn't really make any difference like government ministers are holding up a drug that could stop people contracting hiv and we know now of people who have contracted hiv because they're not able to get this drug so so the fact that we've kind of we've not broken a taboo or anything but put it into a space that is apolitical and two uh, not uh, defined LGBT as 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 much as uh, Steph and I and others at Progress try and bring the sparkle. Um, this is not an LGBT podcast, but also it's raised some of the discrepancies. So Greg talked very briefly about the fact that Scotland's not doing a trial; it's doing full support through NHS Scotland. So if you're 16 and up, you can get prep, and you can get it not just through sexual health clinics, but uh, through the NHS across the board. In Wales, they're not calling it a trial because that puts off people of colour. They're calling it a pilot. And there's no cap on that. But because under 18s can't be part of trials or pilots, it's it's from 18 up. So that's already a discrepancy. So there will be some 18-year-olds who are highly vulnerable who might need uh, some 16, 17-year-olds that are highly vulnerable but won't be able to get it in Wales. And in Wales, it's only available at STI clinics. And in particular... Uh, women and some of women, particularly in a domestic violence relationship or, or, or the like, will be unable often to use and, and generally disfavour using gum clinics uh, generally. So women will be more vulnerable in Wales uh, because of the nature of the policy. So it's better because of the Labour government there. It's not as good as actually as the SNP policy in Scotland, giving credit where it's due. But then in England, we've got a 10,000 place trial, 7,000 places have gone. Most of the places in London are full uh, for it. We know people are being turned away. They're saying they're going to extend it by 3,000 places, maybe at some point, but it hasn't come, uh, let alone soon enough, but it hasn't come yet. The one bit of good news is they've just found 450,000 to extend it to Northern Ireland, where HIV infection rates are going up disproportionately in the UK. So there is some good news, but I think just People found that interesting and people need to know about this drug. Yeah. So the government announced this week a a welcome and long overdue move to outlaw gay conversion therapy, uh, which is part of a wider LGBT action plan. Stephanie, what what did you make of the the announcement and the plan? I mean... Firstly, the fact that a Conservative government is announcing this plan shows how far we've come and actually Mm -hmm. how far when we were in government we changed the whole kind of you know attitude towards lgbt issues within this country but honestly if i if i'm really honest i actually think it was really tokenistic and as is most of what i think to be fair this government does when it comes to equality so it is actually a u-turn in terms of their gay conversion therapy stance they've spent a large amount of time saying that it was impossible to outlaw there's no way that they could ban it 
you know, we've got this code of practice that we sign up to and of course it's really, really bad. But actually when they started to understand the level of which this goes on, mm. but, you know, they've said that they'll outlaw it. They've not really outlined at any point how they're going to do that. So there's just, there's a huge amount of detail lacking from this and it's lots of more, let's have some more action plans. We'll have some advisors and we'll have, we'll have some more ambassadors and advocates for these things that sit on it. And for example, they've got one that's coming out, you know, they've said that we need an ambassador for, for health. Well, we know what they can do on health to help LGBT people. They've been taken to court and lost on it twice and still refuse to do it. So, you know, I find it very, very difficult to give the level of credit that I think people are proclaiming that they deserve this week when actually the reality of the situation is still they just hide away from the actual difficult choices and they say things that sound very lovely, but and they're like, you know, well, we need to do more to help you know, hate crime reporting when it comes to the police. I'm like, all right, well, stop cutting the police force then. Like, <laughs> stop, it's, like, it's literally, like, it, it, it blows my mind in terms of how they are just allowed to get away with this. Yeah. The and real actually, gift is, it's given government minister words that LGBT campaigners can get, can shout back at them, basically, to try and hold them to this further down mm-hmm. the line. Because I think you're right, under the action plan is very little It's 75 points moment. of literally nothing. Yeah. Really. In, Se- in lots seven, of... 75? 75 point action plan. But the problem is it's not about having, you know, you can have a thousand point action plan, but if none of that's actually going to make any real tangible change yeah. to people's lives, they're still refusing to do anything in terms of Northern Ireland when it comes to equal marriage. Like there are really big, easy things that they could do. Well, not easy, but, you know, there are things there that they could do to really demonstrably change the lives of LGBT people and they don't do it. And actually, I, I found it slightly crass that they were applauded as widely yeah. as they and were. If you, from, mm. if you from think the equalities the minister used to be the education secretary, big public service uh, department right in the centre of government, key part of delivering this, it's now done by the DFID secretary. And the DFID secretary is not as important in government as the education secretary, let alone in a Tory government, where it's really being, I mean, thank God they're not cutting the department, but you know, that's the only real... Sidelines, It's really sidelined. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, it's not like you've got a kind of uh, Justin Greening forcing this through. Penny Morden is new in the cabinet and, you know, kind of lucky to be there would be the view of some of her colleagues. So it's not a kind of forceful figure. It's not, no. And I think this it, through. it literally really is. It is the Tories out there in the way that they always do with these things. It is, you know, very nice words, but actually the reality of the situation for LGBT people is still really quite dire in lots of places in this country. You know, people are still scared to walk down the street and hold their hands. And this Tory government can do action plans all they want and advisors all they want, or they can actually do real action and make tangible change and do this and they choose not to. So Progress held a Pride reception earlier this week. I'm sure some people may have seen online the brilliant pictures of uh, towards the end of the reception because it was on Tuesday night so the England game was on at the same time and the fantastic pictures of people celebrating uh, during the victorious penalty shootout were I think fantastic we'll ensure that we put those in the show notes underneath what was the reception about who spoke how did it go I think it's probably you should probably say this Richard I I watched the telly <laughs> yeah it was football it was I led the football caucus of the pride reception <laughs> definitely did so we had Pete Kyle and Andrew Eagle hosting, talking about their own experiences, which was pretty um, remarkable, but also uh, uh, bringing other people in. So Ben Bradshaw spoke about the risk of Brexit and what that will do for LGBT rights. Uh, Gerald Jones talked about his kind of coming out and what it was like to be a public servant when he wasn't out and then what it has been as an MP being out, which I think was pretty... When Nia Griffith was talking about when she was talking about when she was a teacher and she was living with a woman who was her partner at the time and it was when Section 28 was introduced and she was talking about like literally the experience of that where she was like, 
you, know, so you would never say what you were doing after after work, who you were living, like any of your life, you just had to shut every bit of that down. And if you imagine, like, I can't even imagine the, the, the pointless rubbish that you two know about my life and the things I do. Like, <laughs> the ability to not be able to say, who you, like, who are you going on holiday with? Like, you, all of these things you have to think about constantly. It was so emotional. Robbie Young, the chair of LGBT Labour, newly elected, he was there uh, speaking as well. And we also had some really nice kind of friends in the community came along. So the designer, Philip Normal, who's a Labour councillor, he was there and he's got a very LGBT-friendly range coming out with paper chase, which is quite <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, um, and I think we'll move things forward in some classrooms and might potentially get a little uh, backlash, but have an interesting conversation about LGBT presence in schools. But also a lovely guy called Ollie Pike, who's written these amazing books um, to talk to primary school children about different kinds of families. And it has LGBT uh, characters. So some are lesbian couples, gay couples, and trans characters in it, which is really lovely. It was quite special. To have yeah, it was fab. It was such a lovely reception. Um, and yeah, we had so many great people come along and attend. And also England won the first ever penalty shootout in the World Cup. So, did, I mean, what more do you want? Did you think football's coming out at the end? No, I did accidentally. <laughs> to be fair, we celebrated so hard. I don't think she'll mind me saying this. We celebrated so hard. We were all like jumping up and down and, you know, as you should be doing. I did accidentally get uh, hit in the face by by a certain MP that had attended, which was covered in gold. I was like, this is a hate crime. And we also had beautiful pride brownies by uh, Condator and Cook had donated some uh, lovely pride brownies. Oh, they were great. beautiful uh, rainbow flags across some very, very tasty brownies. So mm-hmm. that was all very nice. Okay. Finally, quickly, before we uh, need to wrap up, your pub quiz question this week. Do you remember what it was? So the political pub quiz question was, at what age can you access PrEP in Scotland and at what age can you access it in Wales? Which I've already said. 16 and 18. 16 in Scotland, 18 in uh, Wales, England, and soon to be Northern Uh, Ireland. And one person got it right, I think, did they? Yeah, so uh, it was Theo got it right, who emailed emailed into you, Connor, didn't he? So we will get a mug in the post for him uh, as soon as he sends through. We'll email it back and he can send through his address. Perfect. But I think maybe the fact that only one person did get the right answer this week uh, possibly shows the lack of uh, widespread knowledge about about the drug. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, I've learned a lot this week about something that I knew zid- <laughs> diddly Zero. squat, diddly yeah. squat about. Zero diddly squat. Anyway, do remember to send in any comments and questions that you have. Do leave a review and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Happy Pride. You've been listening to the Progressive Britain podcast with Connor Pope and Richard Angel. The music is When in the West by Blue Dot Sessions, licensed under Creative Commons. And this episode was produced by Carolyn Crampton. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.